1: Welcome to episode 151 of Tactical Crouch, you made it, you're all here, you're looking great and beautiful, thanks for everyone joining us live at twitch.tv slash kicktripod, of course Yiska and Volamel with me as well, but uh, it's not about us today, today uh, we've got a special guest, our first actual, this is actually our first episode with an Overwatch League player, Uh, unless you count Sideshow. Dogman. It wasn't active at the time, to be <laughs> Oh, Dog we did man have. Before. Did we have Dogman on? Was that I thought that was yeah. pretty. Oh, we did have Dogman. Never mind. Yeah. Our second one.
2: But <laughs> the first one in a hot minute.
1: Yeah. First one in a hot <laughs> minute. First <Yeah. laughs> first DPS. There we go. Uh yeah. It is uh, none other than new Philadelphia fusioneer Shockwave. Welcome to the show, Shockwave. Uh, thanks for being on here and uh Sharing your awesome room with us. We were talking about your topographical (laughs) map earlier. That's Uh,
3: nice. It's, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm happy to be here.
1: We've got a lot of topics to talk to you, uh, with you about today. And we're definitely going to do that. Let's get the housekeeping stuff out of the way so we can actually do that. Uh, First, our podcast is completely supported by our patrons. If you like the show and you want to support, uh, you can do one of two things. First, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Or uh, subscribe right here on Twitch, or sorry, Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch, or you can su- subscribe right here at twitch.tv slash Kick Tripod. Um, big thank you to our patron producers Refine Bean, Ferdino Pin, Battlecrab, Lotion, Rex Zane, IO Compass, Kasha 67, Sharp, Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Fabled Steven, Roger B.O., and Chris r 34444, Horbion, and listen to this podcast. We'll in the toilet in the shower, thinking of Yiska, Peace Camper, Shrek Out 2 on DVD, Sir Girthalot, and Bronze Bot Booow. Oh, I did that one in one breath. We're finally there, boys. We're finally cool. there. We did it. It just rolls off the tongue now, it's, except for the very end. We had a couple of new patron producers. Thank you so much for supporting the show, all you patrons and patron producers out there. We're gonna, that's all we're going to do for the intro and talk about, and Shockwave, instead, we, we want to talk to you. Uh, first, though, how's the off-season been treating you? I, I have a feeling the last few months have been kind of uh, tumultuous. Tumult? been kind of That's
3: crazy. <laughs> they,
1: they, they had to have been pretty crazy.
3: Yeah, it's. um I mean, uh, I've been at my <laughs> my own place, but, like I've been home pretty much the whole time. <laughs> I haven't really been doing too much, but yeah, uh, all season-wise, and, like Overwatch watch-wise, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been uh, yeah, it's happened quite a lot, you could say. <laughs> it's been pretty much a, a roller coaster.
2: How did you feel during it? Did you feel secure you were going to be in the league and everything? Do, do you were positive about it? How yeah,
3: yeah, um, I definitely felt like guaranteed or, or sure uh, the whole time. Um, but when you it's kind of weird because I'm still kind of kind of new and, and to the team stuff and right. like still mm-hmm. in the league. Right. So the whole uh, when you get like negotiations and you get you know different interests and stuff it's sometimes a bit like overwhelming um it's sometimes you don't really know <laughs> what you need to do right it's like right. Uh, you need to sell yourself the best way you can right um mm. but sometimes it's a bit it's still a bit weird um but yeah
1: well, I mean, you've you've obviously created a ton of fans. A lot of people are um, huge Shockwave fans. We even have we have a person in our Discord who literally uh, is has just been, I think, what like Shockwave number one fan or whatever yeah, for like the time. He was early to the party, yep. uh, you know. So y- you've you've definitely, you know, as far as getting making a name for yourself in the game, you've clearly done that. A lot of people are a big fan of you as a player. You're obviously super duper talented. Um, so, I mean, sounds like you're on the right track. You're on a a team who, you know, we've, we've obviously on the show, we always kind of take a look at all the new roster moves and, you know, we do power rankings before the preseason and all that kind of stuff. And obviously the the Philadelphia fusion are are lining up to be a really good team this year. So, um, what, what is kind of your thoughts coming to, you know, a team that is, you know, such a powerhouse like the Philadelphia fusion, um, Whereas, you know, obviously there was a lot of, there was, there was a lot going on in the situation with, uh, you know, the new team in Vancouver and how that team was put together in the middle of the season. Uh, what does it mm. feel like now to be going to, you know, a team that is established who, you know, is generally, um, being, you know, thought of as, is a real, uh, top team contender for the 2021 season.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, as I mentioned, uh, right before we went live, it's, I mean, it's, it's really crazy and I'm still kind of overwhelmed. Um, it's so, I don't know, it's still so weird to me because I haven't had the, like, the physical feeling of it, right? Like, mm. I haven't mm. actually been there with the teammates in, in person and I haven't played on a stage. And so it's still kind of, a lot of it is still kind of, like, just the thoughts of how it's going to be, right? Um, what I mean, I'm so, I'm so pleased. It's, of course, it's just, like, <laughs> Almost in no time right you as you say you you play for one of the teams that is looked at as being one of the best um i mean it's it's just amazing <laughs> it's really overwhelming actually, but
2: yeah yeah it's almost like you know how people meme about i'm thirty seven just having a ridiculous rise while yours wasn't just as ridiculous, it was still pretty oh, outrageous yeah. right yeah, so, yeah. Can, can you lay that out like When was even the spark born that you could be playing Overwatch for a living?
3: Mm, Okay, so, okay, well I guess I'm just gonna explain this now because uh, (laughs) in Denmark the school, because I graduated, um, it's called gymnasium in Denmark, but to English talking people it's actually called sixth form college. It's basically Mm. like the age from like 15-16 to 18-19-ish, so Mm. around high school college age, right? um so when i was i guess that's like almost two years ago um well i did like play always but it was like really casually so there was nothing pro thinking uh, of any sorts of that point but around two years ago um i was pretty close to graduating um but that was really when i felt that i could probably make something out of it um but i was kind of committed or like i was kind of already like two years-ish into the uh, school. So I didn't want to, like, drop out um, and then mm. risk it. So I thought I would just, because it's three years, so I thought I'd just, like, take the last time. And, and then I graduated last summer. Um, and then I, I just, you know, said I would, like, really go for it there. So around, yeah, around two years from now, like, like November, October, probably. I guess it's kind of when I felt it like I could be something in a watch. But the real commit, co- like for me, like when I committed for real was around summer last year after my graduation.
2: So, mm. so okay, I- I'm sorry. This is the teacher and me talking and it's probably going to be <laughs> the spiciest question you're going to be asked. But did you do well in school?
3: Uh, I So when I... I went on a really, really good, after um, all these Danish terms, man, Folker School, which is okay. like primary and secondary school, you know, okay. uh, yep. in a mix. and We Americans just really... have school. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like
1: All yeah. <laughs> these special schools. I'm like, should I have been going to one of those?
2: Yeah. <laughs> we just have public school. I don't yeah. know. They make sense from here from Germany, so no
1: worries there.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. you probably probably yeah, it. Least, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've gotten pretty trained at explaining the the different terms <laughs> and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um but I was um I would say I was like pretty good, pretty clever, pretty bright when I like came into to Nation, because I came from a really, really good school, but towards the end, I think uh my passion for for gaming and especially Overwatch, you know, like towards the end of the exam, it was kind of like a bit hard sometimes because, I don't know, sometimes like some of the subjects you have and some of the things you learn, it was just almost depressing, like thinking about like, why do I need to learn this, right? Like I just mm-hmm. right, I just want to play video games because at the end it was like, I kind of wanted to try and pursue it. But then mm-hmm. I was just, you know, tanking the last time, right? Like I was just really uh, trying to get through. So at the end, I, I guess like I fell a bit off, but I mean, I've always been decently, decently bright, I would say, um,
1: so. So you, you said that there was, there was kind of a point where you like decided that, I think I can do something about this. And you said that you committed to Overwatch. What does committing to Overwatch look like? Does it just mean you're playing more? Is that when you started trialing for teams or you know, starting open division, what did that look like?
3: Yeah, so when I graduated, not this summer, but last summer. Mm. Um, I thought of, like, I thought of how I would want to, like, pursue it. But luckily, in Denmark, when you go to gymnasium, you actually get paid uh, to study. So I had, like, somewhat some money, and I lived at home, so I didn't really need a job.
1: I'm moving, dude. I'm so yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, basically, like, when I, I pretty much just went all in. I just right. Played ranked, uh, got to started getting somewhat some recognition, um, but I basically just played. I don't know, like maybe twelve hours a day, maybe more, mm-hmm. maybe less some days, something like that. Because um, I, I didn't really have too many like chores, or they didn't have any sport, or no mm-hmm. job, so it was pretty much just like <laughs> all in, right? Um, and then I guess I kinda started trialing or playing like some f- for fun tournaments, etc like i would say maybe like august september hmm. um and it didn't take like yeah it was like around there i started i guess like screaming but i went like really all in nothing else pretty much did I watched at that time
4: when it came to you kind of making that decision in your own mind when was the first time or, or who was it with could you kind of share this story of when you first kind of like vocalized it to like people around you like did you first talk, kind of talk to your parents about it, like a close friend? Like, when was the first time I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I could probably do this. Like, I th- I'm going to try. Like, when was yeah, that well, first conversation had?
3: Yeah, it's like around where I thought of, you know, maybe dropping out and then giving it a shot because I actually talked to my parents about it. Um, I've been like pretty transparent with them the whole time and how I've wanted to plan it. And I said that at the summer when I graduated, I wanted to to give it a shot and go all in. I Mm. said that it would probably be a year or two, uh, maybe. And then I would, if it didn't work, I would probably pick up school or get a job or or travel some uh, or something. But yeah, I was pretty, pretty open about it. Um, And I think like luckily in Denmark, you, like school is like, if you wanna, uh, like study like you, you can right there's no mm. real limits uh, so to say there's no big money uh, fee or, or something you have to pay right uh, so it in Denmark is of course you, you take a shot like it's a chance but it's not really like you know if it doesn't work out you're you're screwed right it's not like right. that so mm. so it's not that that risky
4: um, yeah it's always kind of interesting to hear like because i know that's like obviously you know obviously being in esports and you know being in gaming it's it's very normalized for us but for you know the the older generation you you get some mixed responses still obviously i think as as time progresses you know things have definitely gotten much more like understood and like mainstreamified if that's yeah, sure. a a word but it it's definitely like a, a grab bag of responses on that um you did mention traveling and we talked about it a little bit before the show like could you talk a about like maybe your your favorite travel destination place? Because it sounds like you're you're pretty well traveled for you know being yeah. so young.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's, it's basically because like um, I have, pretty much the most part of my life I actually just travel, quite a lot. Um, it's because my dad works with. He's like a a co-owner of a a traveling agency. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of always been, pretty you know pretty. <laughs> Right there, um to take uh so but it's like adventurous travels, right? It's not, you know, going to Spain and by the beach or by the pool. It's been pretty <laughs> right. adventurous, yeah. But I think one of the places I love the most, I went to Nepal. I've been to Nepal twice. Mm. Um second time I went there, I went to like Himalayas and Ooh, for like April. one week and then in Kathmandu, uh, the capital, uh, the other week. So like around two weeks I was there. But it's like really um what do you say it's almost like a reality check i mean i think Mm -hmm. it's also probably like changed me as a person but Mm -hmm. it's so different like it's it's just complete 180 of of how i mean especially in denmark right it's Mm -hmm. just you're just like so well set for everything and everything is so good and you know and then you come down there and it's it's just crazy how people they found like joy in like all sorts of crazy things right you wouldn't have never thought that like, they were just boring right or mm. something like i even remember when i came home that i turned on like the, the sink or like i i was drinking like some tap water right mm. and like i even remember like it kind of hit me it was like okay there <laughs> it's kind of crazy actually you know Yeah. so mm. i mean that was like really i think a a big experience because it kind of like set a good perspective probably on life without sounding mm too dramatic <laughs> <laughs> but I mean definitely like it's it's pretty good I think experience probably learn a lot from it as well
2: so for sure did you were you looking forward to like of course like you started pursuing this before COVID was even known and everything even though you were sad during it but um, was travel part of like the deal where you said oh this is sweet like just traveling the world as well with this was this like a drawing point for you
3: um, I guess like part of it but i would also say like because in gymnasium or school um i as i was actually like in my life i've been like really really social um i haven't really been the probably like the 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 typical what do you say like (laughs) a gamer or (laughs) whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um like just gymnasium like partying a lot like having a lot of friends and i've been really really social so i think traveling and like with people, you know, you get to know and then being social. Uh, it's pretty much like what I really look forward to. I mean, it's so I kind of suck this year, right? Because I mean, travel is one thing and, and seeing stuff, but like being there and being like social with people for sure is, I think, a really important thing. So I kind of miss that.
0: Right. So
2: <clears throat> you got into Overwatch League hmm what was that like did you feel like okay big step or finally arrived or what did it feel like
0: so um when
3: i first signed it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of quick uh because of the situation um mm-hmm. so it was kind of weird because it wasn't like a properly I would say like, you know, like open trial, you know, and then you get like messages back and like four weeks later, you know, you get signed. It was pretty fast. Um, So I guess it like took some time to realize. Uh, Also because I was like playing from home, right? So, and training and scrimming, it kind of like contenders. But I remember like when you, in my debut, right? You played the first match because I was always thinking that, I think a lot of people think that when you're playing in contenders especially and you don't really scrim or, or play tier one teams or all teams that you don't really have a for sure idea of how good they are right like mm-hmm. you might have played a lot of them on ladder but you might not know for sure how it's gonna be right so you know I was kind of without signing cocky, <laughs> cocky of course but I was kind of surprised as how like the, the level was um, when I first got in because I guess like I guess I thought it would be a a bit, a bit higher, maybe a bit like harder. Um, Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, right? But it's just like you have this like like... great, great imaginary like Mm -hmm. thought, right? You put put it up on a pedestal. You're like, okay,
4: this isn't quite what I expected.
3: Yeah, but like I remember like during my first match, um, where I played Echo, I think, right? Yeah, that was like around Mm. when Echo came out. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, that's kind of I think when the realization hit that okay i actually think i did pretty well you know and Mm -hmm. and it was really fun um so that's like really there i guess like at my my first match uh where you sort of got like okay this is this is pretty this is pretty epic this is really nice
2: (laughs) (laughs) so okay so you have this idea in mind what the what the level of play is like Do you have anyone, any like player that you were like, okay, this is this guy's the real deal. If I can get to that level, I made it. Where that's what I want to be. Any idols in that, or idols is a strong word, but yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I guess you like people you look up to and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, in terms of overall, like multiple heroes and and playstyle and stuff, I think I looked at Decay uh, quite a lot. Um. Because his, like, ability to flex, I think, is pretty insane. Like, it's pretty unique, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But more, like, standout characters. I think when when I first started playing Widow quite a lot, I definitely looked a lot of ants. Because I think his, like, his aim style and the way he plays is pretty unique. Because he plays, like, really, really slow. And he lets people walk in his crosshair, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, like, the whole like the whole way of him aiming in the game right like he, he basically wasn't about how good you are at moving the mouse it was more about how you predict their movement right and you wait mm-hmm. for them to jump and then it's really easy to hit them so like stuff like that i think i really took a lot of inspiration from um still do of course uh probably traces like i guess like striker um it's just I don't know, it's just insane, like, because I, I, I always think, like, you know, the good traces just never die. Because, I, I don't know, that's just sometimes I, I thought it was crazy because some traces just, you just think, like, they don't die, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's, just, right. it's just crazy. But yeah, there's some other people, think.
2: Yeah, there's another question about idols that you might want to tag on, Joe what I'm talking about the the oh yeah yeah so in 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 one of your interviews with
4: um with the Titans you kind of mentioned that like you you looked at Glaive from from CSGO and and Astralis fame as being maybe not an an idol but like somebody you you kind of hope to be at least in one day um and and as, as somebody who is this super clutch you know has this super clutch play style and is always you know mentally you know tough as as cliche and as as dramatic as that sounds um is is that an attribute that you kind of want or, or at least hope that your gameplay can can be at least in one day? And obviously mechanics are super important to that. But what else do you feel like has to go into that? Is it a certain mindset that, you know, you have to work on? Is it, you know, just kind of inherent to you? Is it just kind of come naturally? Like what about, you know, being in those high pressure situations and making those calls is either easy for you or how did it become easy for you?
3: so i think besides mechanics and stuff i think it also comes down to personality mm. like quite a lot um there's things like because people always you know they're they're different right and they act different in different situations etc but i think i'm i'm not really like <clears throat> the, the shy guy like i'm not too shy um mm. so i think it, it goes pretty well for for certain situations um in Overwatch as well um but not only in the game also outside the game right like taking critique um I think is also (laughs) pretty good at um but I think what I appreciate or like what I look up at like Glaive did or or does is that I like to see myself as because I can I can like I can like kind of I can kind of like talking game a lot like i can come if it's needed mm-hmm. right like i can kind of fill it out sure. but i can also you know play play more like focus more mechanics right if, if if that's needed so i think i i've always like wanted to be a bit what are you saying not like too locked in one position right like not this mute player who's just insane and at just shooting hits right but he's not communicating right or this guy who just only talks and talks and talks and talks but he's so bad at the game right like being like the perfect perfect like balance right in in a lot of mm-hmm. situations like club situations you know pre-fights like all those things right i've always thought is pretty important and it's what i aim to be for sure
4: where do you think that kind of comes from did you did you kind of do sports as a kid that's always been something that i've, I've tried to kind of draw through line through with a lot of pros, you know, where does that discipline, where does that kind of mindset come from? Is that something maybe you just always had, maybe your parents gave you, where, where, where's the genesis of that?
3: Yeah. I think, I mean, I think a lot of it is probably like how you grew up. Right. And like the social life you've had in your life mm-hmm. and how you've like been through your life. But I, I tend to think it's also about like the cultural. Sure. Cause I think, I mean, I, I'm, pretty sarcastic right and i mean i'm danish so it's kind of how it goes right but i think a lot of the the culture factors are pretty important because i think especially danes are uh, like talking to people they they can be really sarcastic uh, Mm. but they can also say just things straight out right they don't have to you know kind of blunt Yeah, like, they don't have to sparkle it and and be all perfect about things, right? Like, Mm. they can say things as they are, but they can also be really sarcastic. And I think it's probably, like, some of those healthy, like, social traits or or cultural traits or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, That's, like, giving uh, or gave to it, uh, I guess. So...
4: And I think that kind of speaks to a lot of, as, you know the american pride in me is is you know going to have to take a back seat you know throughout esports history europe does have and has a consistency to provide a lot of top talent i look at starcraft 2 obviously counter strike i mean come on it's it's your it's europe's game basically um and, and in overwatch it's it's really no different even though we have to you know dive a little bit deeper and we have to you know put a little bit more investment into that um, do you think that just generally, obviously you spoke, you know, kind of towards Denmark, but obviously being well-traveled and, you know, you, 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 for for as young as you are, you, you seem pretty cultured. Mm. Do you think that that really is kind of like a cultural difference between, you know, looking at, you know, other countries, especially the States and, and looking at how they perform? Do you think that that performance could be kind of like a cultural uh, relation or has some relation to it?
3: Yeah, I think, I mean it's also different in EU as well, because I think there's like a lot of difference, um you know, in cultures, like between like Danes, you know, and, and maybe people from, from Spain or France. Mm, um, right. Sure. Yeah. Like definitely. there might yeah. be some big differences between the countries, but I think it has, it means a lot, like how the, the country, how it like sees esports, I think, because it, that's like kind of mm. what you can see in South Korea, right? Like it's, sure they really, you know it's not just, it's like basically the, the whole country, right? Like accepts it or like sees it as how it is and the reason why it's so big, I think. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think in Denmark as well, because now, you know, you have more and more schools that implement like esports sports and, and stuff into the, the, like the school, right? Mm. I think it's, I mean, and part of it is probably Astralis, right? I would say has okay. done like a great job in Denmark, all the documentaries and, stories mm-hmm. and whatnot they have told right but i think it's like you know when when the country like accepts it and they put out resources and
4: mm-hmm. try to and, help
3: yeah exactly exactly um that for sure uh, helps
4: is there kind of a part of you that's just like man if i get like my face on a newspaper that'd be kind of sick is there kind of like a, a hope one day you're just like man i hope I one day
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, not so much. I don't know, I'm not like too much the like the, the guy who just I mean I don't I don't of course it's yeah. nice but I, I don't like go all crazy about it. Uh, <laughs> I think what would be nice is one day to to get on the Jimmy Fallon show, I think. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> right.
3: And Setting then, the
1: goals. Yeah. And then front page of GG Recon is a close second. I yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean I think going to Fallon. Requires what? But one task—that's of course winning the Overwatch League, and that's yeah, that's probably. going to be <laughs> likely. Right? At least that's the pattern that we can spot so far. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I think that's a uh, that's like a fine uh, idea to have. Now, okay, so you mentioned that you weren't actually as big of a gamer uh, in terms of, or le- let's say, not the archetypical gamer, right? Mm. Mm what else did you do with your uh free time beforehand and it, like because it's it's certainly weird like if you talk to the to uh to the average player like they will tell you this like 12 hours yeah that's my hobby and it has yeah, been
3: yeah.
2: for you know a long time so uh, what's different for you
3: yeah i mean i think don't get me wrong like i have in my whole life like i love video games but it's not been the only thing uh, for me at least i think i've like you know i've played football for maybe i was younger like i think in t- nine or ten years or something um started when i was almost like three started pretty pretty <laughs> early in football actually played handball like um i rode some motocross for like one and a half year or something like i've <laughs> done quite some things um like sports wise but Also, like, social-wise, you know, I've had, I used to have a really big friends group, I guess you can say, right? Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah, but, um, and partying, you know, in school almost every week and a lot of that stuff. But I, for sure, always, like, love video games. It's always been, I mean, I I guess I'm like, I'm kind of like that cliche story, you know, when people tell you about, like, yeah, I almost felt like I was just that tiny bit better than all my mates at school, right? Mm-hmm, it's like, I'm the guy, you know, like, it's just, you had, you know, a mobile game came out, and I just, I got the record, right, in the, in the class or whatever. Someone mm-hmm. would beat it, and I would just, you know, grind really hard to to beat him or, or get it. Um, mm-hmm. But I've never really been the, I've never really been even, like, isolated towards it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not only been that coaches, I've always loved it and had fun by it, but I've, on many many other things uh, besides gaming. Mm. So,
2: do do you feel you're talented in any particular gaming skill, or are you just really good at grinding things out and improving rapidly?
3: Mm. It's probably a mix, I guess. But I think, genuinely speaking, I've always felt that because it's almost a mix. Because I always felt like it was easier for me, but I always, mm. but I also, on the other hand, felt that. I improved a lot faster, right? Mm. Um but I think it's a lot to do with my passion because but some of the games, right, I played that I really enjoyed. It wasn't really boring for me because I think like passion is or motivation is like the most important thing, right? Mm. Because when you're passionate or motivated about it, I think you always you also learn faster about it, right? Like you mm-hmm. you care more and you really give in the time, so of course you're going to improve faster. Right. So I guess it's like a, a good mix. I would say. Yeah.
4: Do you kind of feel like, especially when looking at school, because I think this is definitely another one of those three lines that, you know, speaking to, you know, the, the handful of players and, and, you know, people that we've had on, um, they, it seems like one attribute that's constant is this ability to kind of pick things up quickly. Is that, and you kind of touched on that, but is that something you kind of resonate with where like maybe in school, like you were very like natural to pick up on a subject. Like if I put like a language in front of you, do you think you kind of pick up on it pretty quickly if you were invested or does it take that passion to really kind of like focus you in and then you can really start to grind it out and, and really kind of sink your teeth into it?
3: Yeah, I would say it's, probably a lot to do with with the passion because i mean mm. i did go to to really good schools and they did like set me up pretty well like school-wise yeah. um so it wasn't really too hard but i think the hardest part was when it was something that bored me um because it was hard for me to commit and then you know when you go on and on and you make those for assignments sure. or whatever you mean, right? and you just you don't really like it, it's it's going to have a, a big effect on you. Um, but I don't think I've... It, it's, it's not been, like, easy, but it's definitely not been, like, a struggle, like, at all. Um, right. So, like, because...
4: You can kind of, like, flip that switch where it's just like, okay, if I need to, you know, actually get it done, you can kind of muster up the motivation, kind of find something to be passionate about in that subject and kind of get it done in a way is, is that kind of make
3: yeah yeah usually i mean it's like if there's something that in school that you know i liked or enjoyed then i would you know, be pretty good at it but right. on the other hand when it was pretty boring or, or i wasn't <laughs> liking it or, or not you know passionate about it or something it was just sometimes it was pretty pretty hard to make a good work out of it at least for sure yeah so i think yeah passion for sure has a lot to say it was maybe
2: I spotted spotted the moment wrong. You can tell me, but you talked about like you were always very social, and then it felt like okay, now you gotta commit to Overwatch. Also, like just from from knowing students, like finishing school is always like a moment in time where it's very easy to lose track of uh, friends that you made in school and whatnot. Mm, sure, it is. Uh, do you feel like your social cycle has changed, and do you think that's like just how it is, and is that a worthwhile trade-off at the moment?
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess I've kind of like you can say like I've kind of tanked my social life <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit, uh, but right. I mean I knew I knew that before. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of sucks that corona a thing because mm-hmm. that hasn't really helped out right uh, as well um, and the fact that I had to play N.A., right? So (laughs) my sleep schedule is all messed up. So when I'm done screaming, it's like, oh, it's 1 a.m. or something like that, right? So, yeah, it's basically been quite sacrifice. um, Social-wise, I mean, friends, you know, family, um, stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just, I kind of like, I mean, I kind of accepted it when I, Mm -hmm. you know, first wanted to to really try but i think because i really really enjoyed it and i also made you know pretty good friends and pretty social like talking and playing over right Uh, Mm. so it hasn't really been too much of an issue but but yeah sometimes of course you can get like a bit it's like you can think about it like a bit sad you know like you have somewhat (laughs) tanked a bit (laughs) but yeah
4: I mean, like you said, it's it's one of those things that, you, it, it it's a trade off. It's that sacrifice, and you know, you, you make the best of it, and I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, not? To, and and I this isn't meant to be like a sad question, but I think it kind of shows, you know, the public what really goes into it, because we just see you guys play on the server and you know, click heads, and and that's super sick. But it there there's a lot more to this decision to spend twelve hours a day playing, you know, in terrible time zones um there's there's more to that than than really what meets the eye what else kind of has gone you know to the wayside or it has become secondary because you're so focused on overwatch like you said the family the friends the social circles like is there anything else that you wish you like maybe you could spend a little bit more time on a hobby something else that you're super passionate about
3: mm, i don't know i mean i guess like since gaming became a hobby i don't know if there's like any. Sports or, or things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like the big part for me is just the social parts, like things right. you do, of course, like being social. Um, I think that's like mainly the biggest thing. I don't really have like any side things, like I don't really collect things, nothing like that. So yeah, it's basically just been like the main part, like the social part of it. Mm.
4: So. Missing out on like holidays and birthdays, stuff like that, maybe?
3: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, when. It's also a bit weird because like it's it's also like perfectly in that usually in that like a uh, uh, team like age where like people somewhat like some move out you know some right. tra- travel for some months like it's just like the pinnacle of that age right um but it's it's not really like well, it's its haven't been been too too hard and it's not it's really been been anything apart like social life and stuff so yeah
2: mm. Right. There's also like someone. Someone has been talking smack in chat. Your uh coaches oh. here, Christopher. Oh. And he just said that he would probably be the best footballer on on the fusion. Now. I know that. I know the type of player Christopher is. Like you, you can just tell that he's going to make every game you play against him a cold, rainy night in uh, Stoke. <laughs> I don't understand the meme. Do, do you think? Can, can we put a uh, pin in that and get get a like at a later point? Just once you're in the states, can you can you show him? Do you think you would? Uh,
3: uh, I mean, I don't know because I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not that like. That like big, you know. Uh, so I right. mean, it used it used to be um, decent when when all the mates were. It was like everyone was kind of like the same height and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think now it's he kind of has the advantage. I think uh, it's also a long time since I played, so maybe handball, maybe handball, but oh. he doesn't play that. I don't think handball is too big in in NA as well. I don't know about UK as well.
2: Definitely not in NA. We it, play it was pretty wrong, big here because I
3: like, love handball. Germany's basically uh, yeah, yeah, Germany Denmark for sure. It's really, really big. It was yeah.
1: never big, but we played it in like high school growing yeah. up. And I actually Team sports. really liked it. And I was actually good at it. And then yeah. of course it's a f- sport that nobody watches or yeah, plays literally for. nobody
4: plays. It's like hand- <laughs> who? That Boomsday?
1: was my that was maybe my real calling in life. This podcast <laughs> a might not Olympic exist Olympic if handball. I were in a European country with handball. <laughs>
4: I I genuinely kind of love to see like an owl like football match like just oh, yeah. like that an all-star team like pit against one another that'd be genuinely fun I know that the Paris guys I think maybe they can correct me if I'm wrong played uh in Korea when they were there or something something to do with, I know that there was like a lot there was like a a, a cycle of of teams playing or, yeah. or a pug kind of yeah. game going on which ben, was, was kind of interesting to see I'd, 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 I'd be kind of interested to see what that looks like
2: and, and put some commentators on it have some fun with it <laughs> yeah, for sure kinda fun. yeah I recall like I think Christopher said Ben Best and uh, Twilight are pretty good like they legitimately are pretty good but mm, Ben I Best mean, you can immediately tell I feel like that's just like <laughs> you can tell he's good at football
3: I mean I think it would be funny if there's like other games you know yeah like mm-hmm. an all-star like we
2: while we at
4: All-Stars, you know, maybe have a football match, you know, handball here, you know, really
3: No, like, like other video games. Video games oh, right? okay. Like, what else? Teams in, in League or CS. You, or Oh, you, you, or you played like league? league? Yeah, like a long time ago. I was like Plat 4 or something.
2: Okay, okay. And yeah. then CS?
3: Yeah. CS I played quite a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't really too big a deal because there was a lot of it was like with my RL friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, school friends and stuff, so it wasn't the highest level, right? Uh, right. But sure. Played a fair amount. Huh.
2: Do you think that's a game you could have got, gotten prom in in some way in other, in another universe as well?
3: <sighs> I don't know because I think I got too bored of CS. I think it's too slow for me. Ooh. Mm. Like, I think. I mean, especially because like I was sometimes I was playing CS and Overwatch. Um. Mm. And when you first start to play Overwatch there's kind of no going back like right. you're kind of yeah, yeah mm. you like that's it right you just you can't go back to for me as well like Valorant I tried once and every <laughs> character had like a smoke grenade you know and I was yep. like, no, 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 okay. Not for me. <laughs> and when you die, you spectate your minute, like, one minute? I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i can't play this, dude. <laughs> this is just so boring. Uh, so, so is, like,
4: Quake more your speed? Or it's just, like, constantly go, go, go? Is, is that kind of a little bit...
3: I mean, I guess I've, like, kind of evolved to being like that. Because, mm. like, I, I did play a fair amount of CS, and I think CS for me now is really boring, but for sure it used to be, it used to be pretty nice. But I guess, like, as time went on, I got, you know, I played, played more and more and, and stuff. I think the, the higher APM was kind of required, required for mm-hmm. me.
0: Uh, for sure. Yeah.
1: One thing that. I fall that... asleep just thinking about
3: CSGO. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but uh, the, the, I think the thing about CSGO is that it's probably, I don't know if it's the best, but probably at least one of. The best games to watch. It's probably the best game I think to watch mm-hmm. because a lot of people can understand like every detail that's going on. They can like appreciate, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, someone throws a really good flashbang for for someone right, and like people think, okay, that was really good, you know, and right. someone <laughs> throws I don't know a really good uh, health have break health pack right. You're not thinking like, oh my god, this guy is nuts right. You just <laughs> you see a widowmaker kill like three guys at the top, and you're like, oh yeah, that guy is pretty good, but. Yeah.
2: so yeah so do, do, do you have any other personal life questions otherwise we would want to get into some overwatch in terms of like
4: yeah i think it's, i think it's on. definitely a, a a crossing point into getting into to owl it's definitely not only is it worth talking about i think it'd be a disservice not to kind of get into you know the shock where you're at so far the 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 newness of it what's it like you know obviously talking with the coaches, maybe first impressions if you're open and giving that, you know, stuff like that it definitely is going to be on the docket Interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's right. do it. Where you guys so, want to start here? Okay, let's let's start like
2: one thing I'm always uh interested about, which is like a lot of players when they play in contenders, like either mm. b- because they recognize the opposition that they're playing against or like the p- teammates that they met. Is there anyone where you're like, okay, like sooner or later this this kid is going to be an owl? Like or is has the had potential at some point and maybe he's no longer pursuing that or whatever. Someone that really impressed you?
3: Mm I think uh well like from my from my career probably when I played uh I mean I, I used to think like K C um mm-hmm. but he obviously got in the league right um, yeah but you always it's fine because, because what's he <laughs> good at? Really nice. Maybe huh?
2: explain that a little bit because, like, of course, like p- the problem with in Overwatch is it's a very complex game. Mm. He plays a very complex role. It's really hard to evaluate for people why a guy like this could be something special, right? Just like from the outside, from the narrative going in. So, what makes yeah. him so good?
3: I think what does it for me, uh, like judging players, is sure. Like people can be good mechanically and stuff, but. How they feel about the game, like how their passion is for the game, um, I think is is really unique. And I think, you no, know, some players and a player like him as well. Like, what makes it good is that he really really cares uh, for the game. Um, and you know, then people that really really care, like they're gonna improve faster, right? And mm-hmm. you know, good practice and, and stuff, like they will they will get really good, like pretty fast um so i think you know when i like appreciate or like i think people are are good or or might be good in the future i usually like judge them from how they they really like appreciate the game so to say right like how Mm. how the passion is for the game um because i think that's like probably like the most important thing, right? Like you, you can have someone that's, that's mediocre. Right. But in my opinion, then if you have some guy that right now might be a bit worse, but his like passion and potential, right. is like out of this world. Right. I think that's way more deserved for that guy.
2: So I think that's, that's really a great point in terms of like, when I think about the attributes that people tell me, why they chose specific players and that's like across the league, right? Mm. So they, I think they generally, they they will give you like, oh, this guy has crazy mechanics, uh, game sense and whatnot, but they will always make sure that some intangibles come in into their evaluation. And one of them is, of course, like this is a long season and like you don't want to play with anyone that's toxic. So you want like workable guys, coachable guys, but you also want like the, the I think I didn't hear it as much this off season. Uh, in the previous off seasons, as I did this uh, off season, is that they need to be a hard worker. Mm. Being a hard worker seems to be like one of the the attributes that people now really look uh, towards. Also, because like like if Ross is a, a tinier, like you can't really have specialists as much. So like you kind of need to. Get guys that just outpace the opposition with uh, work going in. And then, especially if you're a good coach, you also trust yourself to be able to coach someone that is willing. And when there's no resistance to learning, that seems to be like such an important thing. And okay, not to toot your horn uh, uh, like too much, but like that's also an attribute that I frequently heard uh, brought up about you um, during this offseason, just to add a little bit, because I know it's hard. <laughs> pointing that out about oneself, but I thought I'd add the uh, additional context just so people have an appreciation how you <laughs> had such a m- meteoric rise, right? Mm. So, like your explanation of uh, that makes <clears throat> okay, say um, makes perfect sense uh, in in the context of uh, this off season specifically, um, right? So, there's another topic that has been kind of close to my heart for a long time, ever since that... Actually, Christopher put me on this, right? Oh. And it's, it's a topic about confidence, right? So, Christopher was on and said, like, momentum and confidence plays a large role in how a season can go. Because there is something about confidence and for, for the like teams that lose a lot, there's also something about Almost forgetting how it is to win. Now of course, like despite like you guys going coming in very late into the off season, like you were never like the team that absolutely got trashed. But you probably lost more than in contenders. Did that any do think do anything towards your confidence? Mm,
3: not really, because I think actually I, I'm like I'm not really disappointed actually. Of how we played like at all. Because mm. I think we did like some upsets, you know. Uh some of the teams we beat, I think we went out and proved that the game is like it's so much more like yeah you can have good mechanical players and you have a good roster, right? But I think some of the games we won was like sometimes maybe we were literally just playing a better comp or <laughs> or like <laughs> some heroes, right? Um they're literally just better that you know their team didn't pick up right um but i think like how we played and and how we performed i think it was was all around like like decently solid um i don't really like too much i mean i guess like i mean all like commentators and and people and they always like have the excuse like yeah they were like as you said like thrown in together you know and Mm. and it was like pretty fast and spontaneous right but i don't want to like i don't want to think too much about it um and like use it too much as an excuse because at the end of the day i think like some of the matches we lost like was very winnable anyway like Mm. because i think last season for sure with how like the hero pools worked the fairly drastic like balance changes that was every now and then really actually really benefit like maybe more like individually mechanic like you know like more individually like skilled teams whereas i think like because we of course didn't really like barely knew each other right and our roles and what we played right so i think sometimes it it wasn't too bad for us right you know sometimes even like when i played you know i got away with playing like i was playing you know you ranked you know right and and it surprised people right because there's never been so many fast changes in mm. in metas and whatnot so i think i think it was kind of you know of course yeah maybe sometimes we we had to work on like old rotation and you know how we our game plan all that stuff like but then when you think about like more individual plays then maybe sometimes we would have been you know a bit better than some teams. Um, right. Sure. So.
2: Okay, this is this is perhaps an obvious question and feel free to call me dumb for that. But how <laughs> you're how, dumb. how big, you're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. How big of a deal is it? Because like we, we hear about these stories like fielder 200ms, like you play from Europe, like depending on the matches, that must have been atrocious ping. Like how big of a deal is it? Like how much, how nerfed did you feel in in terms of playing
3: on ping? Yeah, so um, on ping, so I played, well, I'm from Denmark, right? So in officials, it's not as bad because, uh, you know, you VPN, you're a bit closer. It's higher tick rate, I think, as well. So the, the games itself are a bit more smooth. Um, I think I got like 115, um, but scrims were like 135. Uh, so. It wasn't too bad on i would say like hard hits guns so snipers mm-hmm. widow hanzo ash mccree heroes like that but when it got to heroes that were more about abilities uh like tracer sombra i guess like s- to some extent echo as well um sometimes it got a bit problematic there was like a, a time where i think was it somewhat tracer that was like meta Something like that, and initially, um, I said that I like wanted, or like I would, you know, I would play the Sombra, right? But we initially made the decision to p- put me on tracer, right, and Delta on Sombra because uh, on ping, it was just like the value I was getting, you know, compared to what we could get if I wasn't on mm-hmm. such a ping reliant hero, because um, Somra is. Uh, Sombra, Somra, like I think, Sombra and Doomfist are like a living hell and thing. Mm. Like they're, I mean, th- th- it literally affected what we had to play. Right, that was kind of how bad it was on some heroes. Yes. Um. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, but other heroes, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't too too bad on on the sniper heroes. Uh, but mm. I think one of the the harder things was how like mentally draining it is because especially when you're scrimming or or in a match, right? Like, you're playing the first map. It's a cough, right? You, maybe you you, you die mid-blink or mid-recall, right? Mm. And then suddenly that happens, like, three or four times. And then it's like someone's, like, you know, it's it's ticking, you know, on your head, like, slowly (laughs) and slowly. It's, like, building up. Um, So I think, like, as you go on at the maps, it's, like, really, really mentally draining. Just, like, it starts all, like, perfect. You know, you're getting into the block, and then one moment after another, oh, you shoot something, like you get a no-reg, right? Like the dumbest no-reg ever. Someone's standing still, and it just doesn't register, right? And it's just, because I don't really like to complain about it because I think like that's kind of ruins the, I, I try not to at least, right? Like for the most part, because sure. I think it, it kind of like ruins the comps, you know? Right. Like the whole team is just gonna kind of like get in a negative mood. Um, so you try to like, just keep it like inside of you, right? you know you shoot someone. you're like oh, dude, what <laughs> what <laughs> is this right um but like it kind of builds up i think and there's like really i think it's like mainly in scrims uh it's it's pretty mentally uh draining actually uh because you know you get pinged and it's it's unfair right like it's out of your hands you know it's sure. not because necessarily you misplayed it's just unlucky right it
4: <laughs> doesn't make it suck any less but yeah yeah, yeah. Legit,
3: <laughs> yeah legit nothing good about it so yeah.
4: you, you kind of touched on something you know regarding scrims and and branching off of yiska's kind of confidence thing um in certain esports it sounds like the the scrim environment is a lot more confident a lot more aggressive than it is on the officials is that something that still kind of happens or, or does happen um, In the Overwatch League, do you feel like there are teams that play very different than they do in scrims than officials, and maybe that affects their, their overall play? Is that something that maybe you've noticed?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think there are, um, some teams that might have more, I guess, more like an attitude. Um, and then, you know, on, on, on match day, they might play a bit different <laughs> than they mm. play in scrims, but I think what I've gathered, I tend to think that most of the teams that, like, genuinely have fun, screaming is most of the time gonna get the best results. Mm. Like the, the teams that that let it get to them, right, and and overthink things, they get too nervous or like they get pretty nervous on, on match day. Um, but the the teams that really really have fun and and actually enjoy, it, I think, are the most successful ones. So,
2: mm. yeah, that's it's a weird idea, right? Like you in, in you would you would think like okay, so like the sf shock gets into the practice room and then they pull on put on their white cloaks and then they, they do some overwatch like science and just like <sighs> do it very professionally from 9 to whatever and then they go home and you you know like it, it's all very dry <clears throat> um, but i think i mean some teams are very professional about it but like mm. ha- having fun is part of it right like generally
3: yeah for sure i used to say on um the eu contenders team uh you know i made with some friends raspberry races Mm -hmm. i think um we used to say that like friendship was kind of (laughs) broken it was like it was kind of like a broken thing um right because it's just i think it's just like because overwatch is just i mean especially again like touching on the the hero pools and stuff is that like when you're having fun you know and you're experiencing things like you might try some heroes and it, it might work right and okay. and there might be some environments sometimes that are more strict or they're more what do you say like yeah i guess like more strict or they're more nervous about you know trying new things mm. and then it might be a really bad thing um but on the other hand of course it's not you need to still like actually try it right i mean you say that yeah you can have for sure fun and sometimes troll a bit but sure you don't have to throw or like troll all the time fair.
4: yeah, yeah. so in that yourself. way do you think the
3: <laughs> fair
4: <laughs> i i do you think the community and, and maybe some of the players that you've spoken to um do you think they kind of like devalue that 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 true trust in your team like you said friendship's kind of broken um do you think synergy is kind of under undervalued in the league do you think that like a team that might just be super super close can compete with a team that mechanically seems absolutely nuts and cracked on paper, but because they have that utmost trust and they know that they can rely and, you know, they're having fun with their friends all the time. Do you think that, you know, that adds a little bit more, you know, stat weights to their, their RPG sheet?
3: Yeah, I think it like, it adds a little bit, but I don't think it's, I don't know for sure if it's like the main deal breaker.
0: Mm. Uh, Okay.
3: I think it's like one of those things. So it's, I would say pretty pretty positive or, or pretty healthy, right, for a team, but I wouldn't just <laughs> be a, a team owner, right, and just go out, oh, let's sure. pick up the, the best friendship, friend group of clowns <laughs> and, like, make an owl team, right? I don't think that would be a successful team, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, a, a healthy, like, balance for sure.
2: <laughs> right. So, okay. The, one question I kind of wanted to follow up on, because, yeah, go ahead. like, one thing that... I, I can see how ping is bad, especially in scrims and then officials. How bad is the feeling of ping in tryouts?
3: Yeah. Is that,
2: like, especially Did you feel you were, like, impacted this offseason due to that?
3: Yeah, I mean, because most trials are usually on the West Coast, right? right. Uh, so that's I don't know, 170, 180. Right. Something like that. Um,. To be fair, like you get, you get kind of used to it, but it's, I don't know, it's kind of annoying because you try not to think too much about it, but then uh, like, as I explained, you know, there's like the brief moment, you know, you're playing against a brick, you're playing, what you say, like Tracer or something, right? Like you, you, mm. you recall and then you're best, like, I don't know, right? And that might happen quite sometimes, right? And it's kind of like staggering and, and, and builds up. So it, it can definitely i mean i wouldn't say like i'm i don't really uh, tilt like especially not in 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 team environments um nothing like that but it can kind of you know affect it a bit for sure Uh, so and in trials you want to of course give your best uh so it's it's not really (laughs) it's not too nice to have 170 ping on top of that so yeah
2: for sure okay Juice question. Did you uh, play a lot of trials this off season?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a fair amount. Um, I guess I can
0: say. Uh, was it?
3: I, I guess I had like interest from like eleven or eleven teams, I think. Something okay. like that. Yeah. Eleven um, teams have eyes. Good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eleven, uh, 11 teams. teams
0: have eyes. <laughs> uh,
3: but I mean, of course, it's not all uh, like offers, and mm-hmm. didn't all, all of them not be trials, but uh, it's quite a lot of, of interest and, and quite a lot of trials. Uh, yeah.
1: So can you tell us? I mean, obviously, you can't go into like uh, specifics on this, but can you tell us Sadly kind of not. what what uh, <laughs> like really drew you? Uh, to the Philadelphia Fusion as being kind of the one that you want to spend the twenty twenty one season with.
3: Yeah, so I think I had um, I kind of like made it almost like a list in my head. What number uh, was I'm Christopher kidding. on
1: that list? By the way, <laughs> what number do you put Christopher on that one? I
3: uh, Don't know if he was, was he on the whites.
2: Was he with the Blight sluts? <laughs> yeah.
3: um, no, but I I tend to think. Um, I thought of like um, players, like the overall environment, players, coaches, all that uh, type of stuff. Because I said to myself that at next year um, I kind of wanted to, for sure, have fun, uh, but also kind of like wanted to grow as much as I I can, right? Mm. Um, I don't want to just uh, throw myself or like sacrifice myself for. Some, some nutty contract, right? Or, or something (laughs) like that. Um, I mean, I really, I do really think it's important for me at least because now I've been home for quite some time and relocating as well. Like that was, of course, on top as well because I would be, I would be going insane. Like if I would just go to one more year home. uh, So, like this. So, yeah.
1: What about, what about the players of the Philadelphia Fusion? Like makes you feel like, in a year from now, you're going to improve as a player. Like, what really kind of stands out about that squad?
3: Mm, I mean, there's no NA players, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow, I'm getting, I'm kidding! It's a getting, trolled, getting trolled
1: on our own show. We're out of
3: here, guys. Uh, I'm good. Anna I'm good. Show. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know. It's. It's. It's it's i think a lot of them uh what it does for me importantly is you, know, you need to have a good humor right i'd be mm. sarcastic and i think <laughs> everyone and and yeah like the the coaches and and stuff like you have that and it's really healthy i think um because i like to be you know a bit loud and a bit edgy maybe like in a good way sometimes um so for sure so
1: not in a social media risk kind of way, but in a no, <laughs> other way. Sure yeah. <laughs>
2: <No>. so, <laughs> w-
1: what's it like?
2: Because okay, so for those that don't know, there's currently, I, I believe, only four players uh, left on their init- uh, on their first roster that they signed. Oh, Three wow. of them are from the fu- Fusion. Mm. It's Poco, and it's the two guys. I mean, you won't really necessarily be competing against them for a starting slot because because of your flex role mm. but it's also eco uh, and carpe like how do you f- see yourself fit in between these i mean they survived moth meta they survived goats yeah. they survived everything that was last season respect so right um, <laughs> h- how do you think how do you think you will fill in there um
3: i think from what I've gathered, I think it's, it's it's kind of good because it's kind of like, you know, when you get this, I like to think of myself as, as kind of like a new blood or, or, you know, like, yeah. like new talent and it kind of challenges them, I think, to kind of, I don't necess- I don't, I wouldn't say, <laughs> you know, I don't necessarily think I'm up than them, them right now, but in the future, um, Oh, like, kind of challenging, you know, like, oh, yeah, like a
2: rival. Yeah. Why not?
3: Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's good motivation, I think, um, for sure. So,
2: so your your in your hero pool is wide, right? It's weird. It's it is weird, right? Like, how would you describe it? And what what do you like playing better? Do you just like trolling whatever the flavor of the month is, or do you have like favorites?
3: Okay, so to make it clear, I think I'm not a hard flex. DPS like I'm I'm not I'm not flex flex uh as you you know think like you know EQ um Mm. but I think I'm learning heroes fairly fast uh like through the time which is why I kinda have this hero pool. Like I'm thinking I'm I'm one of those guys that I play a hero for not too long and I kinda get you know the, the thought of the hero, right? Um, like a good example, is, it's Echo. Uh, like when she came out, I kind of grinded her, played the, the Echo tournament as well and, and all that stuff. And without coaching or, or anything, like it's pretty much just myself, right? Um, so I think it's mainly just heroes that I have actually played that are like in my hero pool. Uh, because there are some... There's some, you know, heroes that I haven't played too much that I wouldn't say like right now I'm not too good at Mm. because when I played Overwatch, at least in tier two and now tier one, it hasn't really been a time where I've played like Pharah and and more flex heroes like that. Um, But I think I like to think myself that I like I have potential with good coaching to learn probably almost everything um hopefully (laughs) uh but yeah that's like usually how how i think about it. it is mostly just what heroes i've actually picked up and played because i haven't i'm not a veteran right so there have Mm. been some metas that i haven't played so there are some heroes that i haven't really touched because you know why would i play may when it's like double sniper meta right you know so there's spin some heroes i haven't really touched that on am not my hero pool but it's a bit fun it's yeah <laughs> no <laughs> it is a bit weird it's a bit weird for sure
4: for somebody who like you said you know picks up on heroes quite quite often um do you have like a maybe a, a different opinion on the roll lock like do you you kind of wish like you maybe have like started a little bit earlier to kind of get in before roll lock hit so you could kind of really flex around and try all kinds of wacky stuff is that you know, is that kind of like spark that joy, that the like, kind of fun side of you? That's just like, oh man, like, what if?
3: Mm, I guess there's like both like positive sides and negative sides. Sure. I think some of the things, I did kind of touch Goats, with like a fun for team and like some sure. fun tournaments around the early time when I really started to play a bit. Um, but I guess what you could appreciate from metas like that is that it was more coordinated. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you had your old game and, and stuff like that. It wasn't so chaotic, so to say. It wasn't more. It wasn't really like a ranked game. It was really, really more coordinated and professional. But I think on the other side, what I kind of skipped was that it wasn't really stale, right? Like it wasn't the right. one trick comp, right? That you had to play for so long. Because I think. The ultimate fit is you know some comps you have for a decent amount of time that teams can perfect and tweak how they want maybe Mm -hmm. swap one hero or or something like that right Uh, and then make a rotation and because like a year or something a bit too long i would say and on the other hand you know like you have a week or or two weeks or something it's also a bit a bit too short maybe sometimes so Mm. not not too
4: not too happy bothered that, by it either yeah, way. Yeah, no. I'm just here to show up. Be here to play. You know, put on yeah. a good performance.
3: I think Overwatch like with Cube was in like a, a decent state. It's uh,
2: hmm. good. So, help me understand like where uh, where you see yourself. And for instance, let's say at least like archetypically last season, like we had a bunch of uh, Ash comms, We had a bunch of. Um, Widow, Tracer, at times, depending on the style and like type of the region. Who are you uh, in that? Because, like, of course, we don't know if you guys are going to pick up uh, any more players, but it appears to be the case that you would then have to, like, with EQ, Carpe, it's likely that you were then going to be one of those uh, either Widow, Ash, Tracer, whatever. What's your hero there? I think.
3: I think luckily we have quite flexible players. Mm -hmm. So I think probably our coaches is going to have a fun time, like (laughs) putting around the the small pieces, right? Right. Because Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's also about people, you know, certain players can maybe be a bit better mechanically, but they might have some other good things, right? Like their, their comps might be in a certain meta, you know, maybe just, theoretically speaking you're playing you know dive and then you know some guys calms. it's really important so you play that guy off the other guy right um so i don't think it's too determined actually mm. i think it's gonna be more of probably what you know obviously the coaches feels more natural or like fitting for a team which i think is really good right like that's really good not to have a kind of a limit like that um and I mean, I'm. If there's any niche heroes right, or like some weird meta, like I'm more than you know, down to learn it for sure. It's no issue. So,
0: have you talked with the boss yet? Yeah, some.
2: Okay. Had had some words. And what's your your first impression? Just,
3: wait, wait, wait sorry, sorry. Wait, which which boss are you referring <laughs> <to now? laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a few of them. I mean, there's yeah, a couple there's a yeah. few of them. Um, uh, of course, night king. Oh no, not too much. Uh, a tiny bit. Um, but not really. Like uh, we're still, uh, living or or vacation vacation out there.
0: Uh, it's five month. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not too much but. yet. Uh, soon scheduled. Uh, some meetings and stuff. But uh, did a bit like uh, the all star. Uh, hmm, games, right. because he was the coach there, so yeah. Oh, not, not,
1: interesting. Yeah.
3: yeah, he was there. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know if that affected anything. Maybe it did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't even thought of that. No, but <clears throat> yeah, No, not Did really.
2: you actually practice for that one?
3: Uh, the, the all-star game? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, I don't think we did, actually. Did we? I don't think we just showed up. Actually, I think I—I I think I, <laughs> right. I played that like I got completely rolled in that widow thing by Lynx. Oh it. right, right. <laughs> and then I went to go and lose the other match. So, yeah.
4: yeah. This this is kind of it. Kind of opens up a, an interesting one that I think is always kind of fun to hear players' takes on. Like, who's obviously playing through a, a good portion of last year? Who is just a player that just like not not irked you or bothered you but who is like one of the most like annoying players so somebody had like this style that was just like oh, this is so frustrating to play against like who's who just really kind of stuck out last year out of the the 2020 season is just like ah oh, i can't like get a read on him like something about what he does is just irritating this is where you can t- call
2: someone trash that's allowed <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no i think by far the most annoying guy i played against was probably striker on tracer because mm. i love yeah. the controls where it was like a uh, if I was playing uh, sniper, right, and it was like a ash tracer, widow tracer, stuff like that, mm. I have I've never ever in my life been harked or what's it called marked mm-hmm. that hard. Like, that was something like that was like a social experiment almost. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like,
1: where
4: are the cameras? Am I being punked? <laughs> <No, laughs> no, was just
3: Wild. Holy! Yeah.
1: I don't, know. I don't think you're the first person to say
3: something to that effect no. on this show either. No.
1: like I think it's just yeah. kind of like Striker. Yeah. <laughs> he's just
3: he's yeah. Just but great. I mean, it's also like a meta where it's like you're kind of trading, right? Like right. it's kind of a five v five going on, or like almost like a four v four between the tanks and the supports, and then the DPSs are dueling, right? Um, but yeah, that was I definitely yeah. that was kind of wild.
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah. that, like, yeah,
2: really I mean, Striker <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does that to people, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. just a. Do, do you think that? Do, did you feel it? Because, of course, okay. First part, you can stone face. Second part, serious question. Like, of course, like, you stood out as, like, the star player for the uh, Vancouver Titans. Do you think, like, marking you was just the way, the most, the best way to go about beating you guys?
3: mm, I think it depends on meta it's it like maybe some i guess like there was like some widow metas right there's was a lot about creating space for your widow to just kill a lot um or stuff like that yeah, I think sometimes it was uh kinda targeted maybe kind of focuses but i I mean I guess like what what the meta has been for Ash and and other heroes like that, it's kind of been the focus point for a lot of the metas, so... I don't think necessarily it's been, like, a a team's evil plan, you know, to... to make my... Just bully somebody? Yeah, to just bully... Somebody's getting bullied, Um, let's go. I think it it kind of went hand-in-hand with... how the meta played out, so... Mm. Makes
2: sense. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know, like, it's... it's interesting, uh... How these uh, things somewhat uh, sometimes fall. Um, damn, I just lost my train of thought. God damn it! Um, Boo, <laughs> boomer, you're close. Yeah, you,
1: you'll never find it. You'll never. Old find Old
2: man, it no, my Your my mind is not.
1: going. You're getting old. <laughs> dude, like... Bust if, out the rocking okay. chair. If
2: you want to take any advice from this withered old man, just stop aging. It's really not worth it. Oh,
1: yeah, it's, just
4: stop. There's yeah.
2: nothing about wisdom, like... N- not worth it, dude. Just, like... Just stop. Just stop <sighs> aging. Um, <laughs> the, the funny thing is... Because... Okay. This is ridiculous, by the way. But... A lot of players... Come into the Overwatch League exactly, uh, probably already at 17, uh, 18, right? Mm. It's ridiculous to say, but you are already a little bit older.
3: Yeah, I know. I <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> don't look too old, but yeah. Uh, are you the youngest even on the on the future? Do you know? No, I think it's Alarm, right? Oh, it must be oh, Alarm. Yeah, yeah, true. That right? makes sense. Like, yeah, they need just turn 18 plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season? yeah. Alarm's nice. It's, it feels be... like.
2: It's so weird, because, like you know like how how time sort of works in Overwatch is like, yeah, Alarm must be 21, right? He has been around for Feels this long like no? and you just come came out, out off, no, yeah, he's probably eighteen, right? like <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I' know what you mean for sure it's-
2: but why why do you think you didn't get your uh, break at 18 then?
3: Mm, I mean, it was probably because like that was like the it was like right there that I kind of. Had started. to choose, you know, like mm-hmm. wait, did I want to graduate first and then pursue it, or or drop out? So it was because it was kind of right around that spot. Um, I think, yeah, wait was it? Was it actually because I, I don't even I can't even keep track of my birthdays anymore because I have birthday like twenty fifth of July in the summer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I must have been yeah around. I guess eighteen. I guess when I graduated.
2: Um. yeah like one thing that is interesting like now that I think about it and now that what you said settles a a little bit in like what you said about Ants, in terms of like him being the type of guy that lets you walk into his crosshair and be more like the calm and collected guy like it's weird having not really studied your gameplay at all but I would like just from watching you and how aggressive you were and a, a lot of times, I would have said, okay, this guy is about to give me a name that's just known for ego peeking, right? <laughs> <laughs> so do, do do you want to be like the uh, collected guy or like, do you think high aggression is just like, that's what you excel at?
3: No, for sure. I think, um, I mean, I also said that to my uh, coaches on on Vancouver that I want to, get rid of the ranked mentality so to say uh, as much Mm, as possible mm. um but if you can have a guy that can keep some minor factors or like things from ranked (laughs) mentality right um it's pretty good as well because some people can also get too as we were talking about a bit earlier right like too confident or, or like not not too confident like um Almost too, what do you say, like, nervous. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Like, they, they play too safe almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they don't go for the flank that six out of ten times you're going to kill two, and then the other times you die right. and mm-hmm. lose the fight, right? But I think the best situation also for the future is that if I can be really smart about the game, but also keep some of the factors that, you know, are a bit. Stupid, maybe like <laughs> crazy range, <laughs> right? Sure. Based, uh, because I think that is also what I mentioned. Like the the, the thing, the way Overwatch works right now with like hero pools and stuff. There's so many drastic changes, so you need to be spontaneous sometimes.
0: Mm.
3: But I mean, we don't know for sure if we're gonna get a stale meta, right? You might not like flank for the next, you know, like the next two months, right? <laughs> you, mm, sure. You're not gonna do the same flank, right? Because um, that's gonna be dumb. So. Yeah, I want to be like pretty, pretty clever about the game in general or pretty smart. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, have some minor ranked plays. What other Keep goals it in your for mind.
2: you? So. <laughs> you Should I go on? Jo- yeah, said, go ahead, go ahead. Let's all I ask the question gonna, at We can one, also just have just like a silence for... <laughs> right. Now, what are some, let's say, personal and team goals you have? Like joining this, of course, like you must think you guys are going to compete for the title. That seems like a given, given Guest your roster. Guest on
1: Tactical Crouch Podcast, also up there, I would expect. So right. you got that like, one out
2: of the way. Taking Christopher's spot, so you, you're you pretty much contractually <laughs> obligated now to show up five times a, a season. That's how it goes. But <laughs> no, no, what what do you think? Like At the end of next year, what do you want to have accomplished in order to say, okay, I, I was successful?
3: Yeah, I... I said, like, I guess my personal goals are the more realistic one. is probably to be an MVP candidate. I like to think. There you go. And the the, the bigger reach is probably to win the league. Uh, and then, I guess, like, one of the more personal or, like, goals along the way, I think, is just to actually enjoy it. So, because mm. I think that's a big part of it. Because, I mean, it... You know, it is a job. It is a passion. You play the game. You're pro, but it's also a pretty unique experience.
2: So, right, sure. It's. I don't know if you guys caught the retirement uh, message from Chara, um, but that was like a really cool and unique uh insight on Eastwards, and he basically said like his goal was just to have people enjoy whatever uh. Like he brings to the table for people say, that say he was a good player and he also made me enjoy watching Overwatch and that's why he wants to continue coaching because he wants to bring that joy to people and then this man is known for brick like <laughs> I was just like okay right <laughs> that, that makes perfect sense but yeah no like uh, I think the enjoyment that you get out of the experience and also mm, it's an interesting subject of course and hmm feel free to stone face this one. <laughs> but like I think we have a lot of talks currently in the league about what is desirable for players um, in order to get onto teams, right? We have the discussions like how is the shock amassing that critical mass of players? How is that possible? Are they just throwing money? They're not throwing money. So what is it? Guys want to win. There's also other factors where maybe because of price money or like the reputation that you gain from being on a sure. good team uh, you might be. so it's vastly more complex but at the end of the day like i think there's a flexible component in what people want to get out of this and um like for you to say like i want to have fun is a completely legitimate uh, reason to join the Overwatch league right and i mean it sounds like you also because you finished school and everything you have a plan b uh, set up for yourself.
3: Yeah, somewhat, I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Like, um, did did you have like any backup plan? Like, uh, what you would would have done? Like, let's say, of of course, like eleven teams. Jesus Christ! Like, you were never going to be teamless yeah, this yeah. season. But let's yeah. say, what if? What What would would you have
3: done? Um, one of the, I mean, one of the things I had in school was like innovation, and kind of, I guess, wanted or like to be an entrepreneur, maybe, but mm. I am not for sure. I mean, that might be a futuristic thing as well, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but if it didn't work out, I mean, I probably would... <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because it's it's really <laughs> hard to predict, right? right? What would have happened or sure. what passions right. I might have gotten or, or right. something like that, but I probably would have traveled a fair amount and then... Studied some subject or something that I, I found interesting. So, mm.
2: do you enjoy the the ecosphere esports enough to stick around after your career, or is it just like I enjoy playing? I maybe don't enjoy like the the business as much, or would you straight up say I, I enjoy entrepreneurship? Maybe I'll just become the next Oscelot.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's hard to say because I feel like there's like esports it, it happened like everything happened so fast right right like, next year you know th- there might have happened some crazy things that has completely 180 the whole thing right right uh, and then so, oh you have a g- g- global pandemic all of a sudden right like that can affect things as well um well I mean I, I do have a pretty pretty big like passion in general for 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 gaming and, and competing in general so mm. probably hopefully stick around and, and, and play the game for a long time um but i mean i i don't know it's it's pretty hard to say because uh, i mean you, you never know like there might come a new game right right sure. um i think one thing is interesting though is that i feel like uh watch league has been one of the more major like like franchises like Earlier in, I guess, like in esports, right, like proper, proper, big
0: mm-hmm.
3: franchises, and I think it's, yeah. it has been, and it, like it's gonna be for sure in in the next years and decade, maybe, right, to like kind of see how that's gonna evolve and and develop because it's gonna be fast for sure. It's, you know, you, just one day, right, you 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 have a big esport or as big as uh, you know, like some big football club, uh, probably, right. Uh, so i mean i am just i think it's interesting as well to kind of follow follow the whole esport like franchise itself
2: look this question was really just me fishing for like a cool clip 10 years down the line when you get your own org and we can say yeah, we totally saw that coming dude like uh, yeah. <laughs> we predicted it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah no um of course like i also straight up like it's a it's a typical thing, especially like I think your structure, as you explained it in Denmark, um, it's very normal that because pressure is pretty high in in terms of like what you gotta achieve acad- academically, that a lot of young folks just don't have anything to immediately go into and like grab their passions, and to have that at that age is like super nice to have. Yeah. The downside, of course, is that you're not exactly getting into like a 200-year-old craft that, that you know will likely be here for another 200 like around, years. Yeah. You're you're going into a craft that has been changing so quickly in, mm. uh, in the last couple of years, right? So like having figured out a passion is amazing. It's just like, what what, what will it even look like? Uh, some years down the line. And also, I mean, passions are... Sometimes you fall into them, but you also... It's in a quiet taste. Um, for sure, for a lot of the students uh, that I have. So,
1: Old man Yiska here, imparting the wisdom. Look at this. Beautiful.
2: Look, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, who is who's listening to this, right? I just,
1: like, I want to know how you transported from your office to, like, a park bench feeding seagulls. In the matter of life, bread. <laughs> Get off my back, so what, dude! Just like, like this,
4: enjoying the twilight of his next life. Next
1: to those those chess boards fused onto the tables right. in the park, and yeah, yeah,
2: that sounds like a good life, dude. Not gonna lie, lie. Like kind of got it. I
1: know you would love that. That's why. Yeah, yeah, you're the uh, the old man of the group here.
2: So what's next do you have like a time frame when you're going over these types of things when you start scrimming like are, is anything figured out or is it just still because of covid it's just
3: old? yeah i mean we have like a a schedule the uh, i don't think it's determined yet like a scheduled meeting and then mm-hmm. we have to to set up a plan but there's nothing to like there's no real dates like set right. or, or anything yet it's still kind of loose so Nothing really, I'm still just playing e ranked.
0: <laughs> How's that? Just,
3: yeah, I mean It's, it's a can bit take... rough right now, I think. I think it's because of World of Warcraft, the, the new expansion, I think. It's, it's yeah. had a big hit on ranked. But you can
1: take the ranked out of the guy, but you can't take the guy out of ranked. <laughs> so yeah.
2: do, do you meet any of the European uh, pro players at the moment on ladder at all?
3: Yeah, uh, not too many. <laughs> All right. At least not. It is EU, so it's quite a wild region. So. Sure. Right.
1: <laughs> I have yeah. one more Overwatch League related question, and I think we can kind of wrap it up here. And it's mm-hmm. um, about rivalries. Uh, players Ooh. naturally like tend to, or t- uh, based on either just themselves personally or the team that they play for they tend to have a team that they just really want to beat. Do you have one of those teams where you're just like, you know, the, the shock or the gladiators or whoever, Mm. do you have a, do you have a team that you personally or as a team kind of consider to be like a key rival to you uh, in 2021?
0: I don't, I don't actually think
3: so. No, I think some of the most fun I've had, was probably beating atlanta but that was because Mm -hmm. like the the uh, their whole like reaction right Uh, their their attitude towards it right because they can they can i mean i i don't blame them at all you know some people like oh they're going so harsh and non shockwave and and and, and stuff like that it's like i just think it's really fun right (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think it's hilarious um but you know a lot of teams that that care and, and have fun then when you lose to Vancouver Titans, of course, it's going to have a big effect on you. (laughs) So, um, but I I don't, I don't think so necessarily, no. Um, Not really actually. That's
1: fair. You're not, you're not the only person to say that. A lot of players are just like, the the rival is the team that we're playing next week. And that's all I really care about is getting the next win. And I think that that's totally admirable as well.
3: I I mean, we'll probably, I guess you, you, like, it's also a little bit, Early, right? Like as you start screaming, right? You might you know have some situations happen or or something's is gonna go down in the scrim, right? And then you can build the rivalry but as of right now, no,
1: nothing. So then the last thing before we kinda get out of here is we always like to uh give players and coaches an opportunity to just say something to the fans a little bit. There's a lot of people uh the the mods and the social media people at the fusion were super gracious to share the show so there's a lot of fusion fans in here today excited to see their brand new uh flex dps and uh so anything that you'd like to say uh to them for coming in tuning in um what to expect that kind of stuff
3: uh i mean right now i'm still a bit overwhelmed uh but i uh I'm really, like, thankful. I mean, it's been... It's a bit crazy, you know? Like, I, I streamed w- w- once as well, and there's just... So many, and... I think it, it, it's kind of funny to me that people, like, say welcome to, like, our family. Because uh, some people say thank, you know, uh, like, they're... They say um, congratulations and stuff. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah, people are, like, welcoming to the family, so it feels... Really homesome, uh, wholesome and really nice, um... but I mean, I... I hope to be... Funny. I think that's my number one point. I want to be and I mean of course when we start playing hopefully bring some good results.
1: Yeah, funny Astro you and funnier shockwave. <laughs> uh awesome man. Well uh thanks so much. your social medias are all Shockwave OW, uh I believe. Are you Shockwave OW on Twitch as well, or are you just Shockwave
3: uh, on Twitch? I'm Shockwavy.
1: Shockwavy. Hmm. Uh, I got
3: it. <laughs> That is so cringe. <laughs> yeah. oh.
1: You
2: know, you know how I found about uh, out about you initially before you joined Al. You uh, you Break posted like the oh, so it was it was you posting the tense video. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, the it tense? got like sick sick uh, likes at that time, and like, oh. my Twitter algorithm just pushed it. <laughs> and I just saw you, you know like the one with where you put. Uh, super saiyan that's basically all i thought
3: oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah no no tense is tense he, he, he's deep inside, man. <laughs> he's, he's the, the best meme ever is for sure really is really yeah. is for sure awesome
1: uh well shockwave thanks so much for hanging out man this was a ton of fun to get to know you better uh to kind of hear what you think about the game and just kind of get take some temperature checks on um you know the fusion this year and you know kind of what what you're looking forward to so i really do appreciate it a ton um thanks everybody who hung out for the show today as well y'all were great none of you asked stupid questions and we really appreciate that because we don't like having to be like hey that's a stupid question we can't ask it uh for those questions that we didn't totally get to it was that it wasn't a stupid question but it might have been we'll never tell you um and uh <laughs> just kidding. well i'm just I just savage tonight. Who who uh, just man. Who pissed in your Cheerios? You know what? Just, mean, it's, it's because on it was me trying to queue up for normal dungeons in World of Warcraft this past week and having like 45 <laughs> minute queues. I think I am just it's still <laughs> still held o- still a little salty. held over from that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> big thank you to our patron producers Battle uh not Battle Crab. Oh my gosh, we that was the old that was the old Ooh. mantra there. Refine being Fredino Frid- pin battle jeez. Well, oh, Lose he's out Reich of it. Shane, he lost Audio he lost 67. Shara Picasso, <laughs> Nathan, your misery, Hunter Tain, Fabled Steven, Roger B. O. and Chris R. Three four 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 Horbjorn. I listened to this podcast whilst on the toilet and in the shower, thinking of Yiska, Peace Camper, Shrek Two on DVD, Sir Girthalot, and Brown <laughs> Bronze Bot Boo How. Uh, thanks so much for being a patron producer. No new patrons this week, but we had a ton of subs. Uh, dynamic QQ, cyclist, Chris R34444, Firelord Arkin, Golbor, Golibor, OW, Fredino, Leonidas, Generic Joe, Boo Manfu, Anura 09, Frank. That's the the most French way, I think, to spell Frank. Uh, and then uh, thank you, Picasso, for gifting five subs in Chris R34444 for the additional gifted sub as well. We love you so much. Uh Yiska, what do you got going on this week? Shout for the league, where can people find you? Um for me, first,
2: first strike Europe starts tomorrow. Uh, some games being played there. Um so I'm looking forward to uh covering that. Also, probably not uh, a bad idea to shout this out. I'm currently because I think we have a mild transparency issue uh, on some topics in Overwatch League. So while i can tell you that some questions that have been posed are super specific i won't be able to answer i put out a tweet on twitter just for people to ask questions and i'll do my best uh to provide some information uh to the best of my ability of course like um i will double check all of uh, all of them with uh, the respective sources Tr- we'll try to be thorough um but i can tell you like the more specific the question is the more obvious it will be who gave me the answer and therefore I probably won't get it. So the better idea is to ask general questions about the nature of the League um, and for me to um, just have a discussion about it so we can start having uh, discussions on informational eye level. Because I do think it's not fair that uh, the general community is being judged by uh, an atrophy of information. It is also still sort of harmful to have these discussions out in plain sight and uh, for things to be misinterpreted that way, right? So, um, that's how narratives break loose and it's, I feel like as journalists, it's exactly our job and I feel responsible to close these gaps, so please reach out on Twitter.
1: Alright. Uh, Joe, what about you, man? Shoutouts for the week, where can people find you? Uh...
4: I think I'm right in some stuff later today check that out uh yeah nothing fun no 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 long pros no weird Twitter post you'll you'll find it if you want it's out there go read it if you <laughs> if you like reading I guess
1: sweet uh well as for me you can find me everywhere at kick tripod twitch Twitter youtube uh, youtube.com kick tripod Yt of course you can find the show everywhere that you can find tactical crouch uh including YouTube. And all of your podcast RSS feeds, including Spotify, were are there. It looks like our podcast uploader is back up and working, so we will actually be uh, posting the sh- uh, show later today on both YouTube and RSS uh, for that. Other than that, thanks, everybody, uh, for hanging out today. Hope you had a ton of fun, and we will see you next week for another episode of Tactical Crouch. This has been episode 151. Bye!